as we sat at the kitchen table, drinking our rum and coke and smoking our zooty, Rick shot himself to death, to our laughter and gaiety. Hello, my name is Eric. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. I posted a movie I made back in 2004 called uh, Title Forbidden Fruit. And I uh, submitted that movie, with my first film, to the Toronto Film Festival in Toronto, Canada. They accepted it. I wasn't in the running. They, they showed it as a showcase. And showcases, I think the, it was a weekend... It was a it was a weekend event, but the showcase the movies were on I think a Thursday night or a Friday night before the the main event. It wasn't part of the film festival itself, but they thought that they thought it was good enough to showcase, but not good enough to be in the festival. If you get my drift. Anyway, so and it was titled Forbidden Fruit, and it kind of was written. Based on a character, a real person, his name was Rick, and um, which, by the way, Rick was probably one of the reasons or one of the things, events in my life that got me to, to get sober, stop drinking and drugging. Um, but I, I, I got, like I said, I got sober back in 84, I think you all know, it's 1984, and this event happened, um, Two months before my birthday. It was two months before my 32nd birthday. I was 31. It was in December. Um, Rick was the lover of my, at the time, my best friend, my bestie, Robert. Robert and I just hung out. We worked together. We hung out together. And um, and I know he got involved and he, he moved in. Rick, okay. But that didn't stop us from hanging together and doing everything together. Um, but he was my good friend. Once in a while, uh, Rick, Robert, and I would hang out at another friend's house on weekends, Tom. Tom was one of those people where you leave work Friday night to go to their house to hang out, to hang out and you drink all night. And next thing you know, it's Saturday morning. And they say, oh, let's go to breakfast, the IHOP. Go to IHOP for breakfast, and next thing you know, you go back to his apartment, and we're drinking some more, and you drink, drink, drink. Next thing we're going to Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night, and the party is going, and new people coming into the apartment. We party, and, and next thing you know, you wake up. It's Sunday morning. They say, let's go, let's go to Central Park for uh, a picnic. You run to the grocery store to get your stuff, and you go, go get the picnic, and back to Tom House. More drinking, more drugging. And then you wake up now and you got to go to work. Half drunk. Those were the days. I was 31 at the time. So anyway, what happened was, Robert and uh, Rick had a big, big argument. It was a Friday night and Robert says to me, come on over. Um, you know, I need some company. And of course I said, you need company. I said, he, he lived closer to Tom than I did. I said, go to Tom's house. 
said, no, 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 I'm a little depressed. And he, he said, and, and uh, I got Zooty here. Bring the alcohol. So when I got there, they were arguing. They live in an apartment at Washington Heights, off of Broadway. And um, they were arguing. Fierce arguing. I mean, it was really fierce. And um, finally, he, 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 he kicked Rick out, threw some stuff out, and pushed him out the door and locked the door. So we went to our drinking and drugging and, and you know, and uh, how you say, smoking out Zooty. And just before we lit the Zooty, we were just about to light it, there was a banging on the door. So Robert goes to the door. He looks at the peak hole. He goes, oh, my God, put that away, put that away. I said, what's going on? He goes, it's the, it's, it's the fire department. I said, fire department? So anyway, I put the stuff away in the closet and in the kitchen cabinet because we're in the kitchen. And the front door was right there in the kitchen. So I put that away right quick. He opened up the door and the fireman wants to know that he got a report that there was a fire in the apartment. And, and we looked at it. I said, no, we didn't report no fire. And then behind him, Rick was, the, the stairway was behind him. It was, a, it was one of the three, three, three floor walk up. So the stairway was behind him. And Rick was coming up the stairs and Rick admitted that he called the um, fire department. And the fire department was pissed. So why you call the fire department? You know, you could be arrested. That's a false alarm. Blah, 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 blah. So Rick was crying. He said, he, he, I got kicked out. I need to get my clothes. I got no place to go. Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, and then. So the fire department says, um, listen, work it out. But don't call the fire department. I'm going to let you go this time. Because you, you could get, you could write a ticket or get him in trouble. So speeding it, Robert took him back in. So anyway, Rick and I and Robert, we started drinking and smoking Zooty. And of course, you know what happened. The music is blaring. And it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And the music is blaring. They started arguing again. This time it was worse because now we all got, we lick it up. And, and, and uh, our Zooty. And you know, you know how that is when you really high and you start an argument. You get loud and everything. And uh, I think one of his neighbors was banging on the floor, banging on the wall to turn the music down and, and one thing. So Robert kicked him out again. And Robert said, this time it's going to stay. He goes, I, I got no peace. Robert told me to get your stuff, put it in the shopping bag, and get the hell on out. So he went into the bedroom. We was in the kitchen drinking more, blasting the music. People, the neighbors were banging on the wall to turn the music down. But we were high. And all of a sudden, we heard a noise. Now... At the time, the noise sounds to me because uh, Robert had a, a a bookcase in the bedroom, and Rick was just stoned out of his mind. So we thought that Rick fell and knocked the the, uh, the 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 bookcase off. So we was laughing and laughing. Oh, little Rick, you must be so drunk. So then Robert go in there, and he goes. Then he Robert starts screaming. I don't know what Robin. At first, I thought Robin was screaming for me to get out, but Robin, it was a different kind of scream. So I go in there to see what's going on, and as I get into the room, Robert was on top of Rick, trying to revive Rick. I guess Rick had the gun in his hand, and the blood come coming out of his eyes. He shot himself in the head, and I said, "I was I was furious. I was furious." With Robert. And the reason why I was furious with Robert, because of the, the background that, that he told me about Rick. I was a roommate before um, 
Robert moved Rick in. I was Robert's roommate. And Robert was staying with his, his mother on weekends. And I and I would stay there in the apartment on weekdays. And then on weekends, I would stay at, at my dad's place. You know how it is. Because Robert wants to bring his boys up to his apartment. And then Robert couldn't afford the rent. So he wanted to split the rent up. But anyway, to make a long story short, Robert had a gun. And he told me where the gun was. He said, the gun, listen to this. He said, the gun was under the mattress and the bullets were in the closet. And I said to Robert, I said, well, Robert, because he lived on the second floor and there was a fire escape. And, and the fire, the window to the bedroom was right there by the fire escape. And being as New York City, I don't know if you heard this, back there in the 70s, yes, there was kicking in. People was breaking into people's uh, apartments by the fire escape. He didn't have any gates on it. So anyway, and I told him, I said, well, 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 I said, well, Robert, by the time I go to the closet, get the gun, go to the closet and put the bullets in, uh, the person would be in the house already. And, I'll, and then that'll be, and that'll be it. So then when I moved out, um, I got my own place. I got a room because I couldn't take it anymore with Robert. Robert was two crazy people can't live together. So I got my own room, and that's when he met uh, Rick, and they got became lovers, and he moved Rick in, and he used to tell me stories how Rick would take the gun and go on the roof target practicing. And I said to Robert, I said, Robert, you got to take that gun away from Rick. I said, Rick should even have that gun. I said, and you know it's, it's against the law to have a gun in New York City and shooting it, too, on the roof. Rick was crazy. Rick was crazy. So when, when I went in that room and I saw what happened with the gun in Rick's hand and Rick shot himself in the head, I guess the fact that he couldn't take Robert pushing him out, kicking him out because he had no place to go, um, I just went off. I just I just went off. I, I'm yelling at I blamed everything on, 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 on Robert. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Now, let me tell you something that's right. This is more to this story because... I took the gun out of Rick's hand and I threw it in the closet. And I said, we got we to gotta take Rick and take the body, Rick's body, and throw it in the Hudson River. The Hudson River was only like a, a block, block and a half away. So Robert, Robert, I think Robert slapped me. Girl, get it together. Get it together. You crazy? We didn't kill Rick. Rick killed himself. We're not going to get in trouble. Rick killed himself. I'm going to call, he had, yeah, he had a phone. He said, I'm going to call the police. He called the police. And he said, put that gun back in his hand. So, yeah, I put the gun back in his hand. He called the police. We had to, we had to turn the uh, fan on to clear out the, the zooty smoke. And we had to put the bottles away, turn down the radio, turn off the music. We did everything right quick before the po uh, police got there. So the cops got there and... I would say, well, that's that. Well, that wasn't it. Uh, we were being interrogated. Because uh, the police got there first. They called the uh, 911. 911, not 911, you mean uh, the ambulance. The ambulance came. Rick was dead. By the time the ambulance came, Rick was dead. But the, Rick was dead when, well, Rick was dead when, when he killed himself. He was dead. I think it was instant death. So anyway, we got uh, what'd you go? interrogated. Two detectives came. One detective took me out into the hallway, and the other detective stayed with Robert. And then the detective 
kept asking me questions, you know. Well, one interesting question, my detective asked me, what hand was the gun in? And I don't know. I said, I said, um, right hand. It, oh, isn't it most people right hand? So I said, right hand. So anyway, then after he took my story, he took Robert's story. Robert detective took his story. They switch. So Robert's detective came out in the hallway to interrogate me. My detective went into the apartment to interrogate Robert. And same story, same answer, same questions. So, so anyway, so they came, they got together outside in the hallway. I went back in the apartment I, and I was dying for a drink. And and, and it's, it's interesting when you're dying for a drink and dying for a smoke and you know where it is, but you can't touch it. So anyway, so the two detectives came back in the apartment and said to me that I was under arrest. He says, you're under arrest. I said, arrest for what? You're under arrest for killing Rick for Robert. I bust out laughing. Could, could you imagine? I was, I was already drunk. I was bust out laughing, and I just laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said to them, I said, you got it all wrong. If I'm going to kill anybody, I'll kill that bitch Robert for Rick. Rick was the man. Robert was the bitch. <laughs> so after I said that and I was laughing, they said, okay. They were just, they said they did was tested it out to see if we really had anything to do with it. But they claimed, they put it down, it was a suicide. Rick committed suicide. And and the thing is, after that, I got to listening to Robert. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, by the way. Rick died. Rick killed himself like 3 o'clock in the morning. And um, Robert and I, that was a, a weekday because we, we went to work the next day. But Rick, no, Robert didn't go to work. I went to work. And um, I called the house, his house around, I get off at 4. And um they, Robert had told me that they had just came to take the body out of the apartment. It was a long time. I, I thought it was unusual. I don't know if that's the, the protocol. But that Rick's body stayed in that apartment all day until they got the body and took it to the morgue. So um, I'm beginning to talk to uh, Robert because I didn't know anything about uh, Rick. That was his lover. I didn't know anything. Only time I knew about Rick is when we go to the parties and he's drunk, I'm drunk, we're all drunk. So it was Robert who said that he had to call Rick's sister. And I didn't know Rick had brothers and sisters. I didn't know the story of Rick's life. And it was a very tragic story. Um, it seems that Rick's uh, Rick was half German and half black. And his father was stationed in Germany. And he had, I think, close to five brothers and sisters. And he lived, a, they moved to United States. When they moved to United States, Rich was still a child. And they moved to United States. And the way Robert told the story, that um, when Rick's father got, you know, got a set up with a house and everything in the United States, uh, his mother left him. And she became a, a, what you call it, a showgirl in Las Vegas. That's how, that's how Robert described it. Uh, it, it appeared that she just wanted to get out of Germany. She only married his father just to become a United States citizen. Once she got to the United States, she left him. And he went to see his mother as an adult to Vegas to see his mother. And she didn't want anything to do with him. And Robert said that's when he got very depressed. 
That's when he was going on the roof shooting the gun, target practicing. And it, it seemed sad that I after I heard all that from Robert, I'm, I said to Robert, I said, well, he was that depressed, maybe. And you, I said, you set it off by kicking him out. He had no place to go. Where was he going to go? I don't maybe I don't know anything. He didn't say anything about his father and his brothers and sisters. But where he's gonna go? He wanted to be with his mother, but she didn't want nothing to do with him. So she was. He was depressed, and he committed suicide. Now, why he committed suicide? I mean, I guess he was desperate. He didn't want to be bothered, live anymore. I guess I didn't know all this because when you see somebody constantly high, constantly drinking, constantly getting high, Robert too, all of us, you know. So after, I told a, after he told a story to me, I couldn't sleep. I used to have nightmares of that scene of seeing uh, Rick's, the blood coming out of Rick's eyes. Because he shot himself in the head. And I don't know if the bullet came out the other way, but I know the blood was just dripping out of both his eyes, just dripping. And um, that scene stayed with me. I couldn't sleep at night. It got to the point that I was drinking a half a gallon of rum a day. I have a, I was probably still have a very hard tolerance of alcohol. It takes a lot of alcohol to get behind. God forbid, but the Zooty. I think I need two of those just to get a buzz. So anyway, that one of the things that got me into the into the uh, rehab. That and other things. If you heard the story, I just went, I went crazy one night and found myself tied to the bed at Bellevue. And after that scene, uh. I went to a rehab and got sober, and I've been sober since. So that's what Futa, uh, Futa, that's what Forbidden Fruit is about. It's about Rick. And it's, it's a mixture of a lot of stuff. Um, I think in this, if, you've seen the, if you've seen the movie, I had it a little bit backwards. I had the son come to see the father, and the father didn't want anything to do with him. In real life, Rick went to see his mother, and his mother didn't want anything to do with him. So, anyway. Thank you for listening to The Craziness That Lives Inside by Head. I hope you enjoy the movie. If you haven't, see the movie. It's called Forbidden Fruit. And I was told by friends that I should should tell people at the end of my spear to um, uh, subscribe to my channel. Thank you very much. <laughs>